Welcome to another episode of Mad Girls in Marketing. This is your unscripted, unedited podcast about working in the marketing and advertising world. Your hosts and marketing professionals, Victoria Yassam and Nicole Hearn, give you the good, the bad, and the ugly truth about what they deal with on a daily basis. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mad Girls in Marketing. I'm Victoria. And I'm Nicole. And today we wanted to get into something that's a little bit tough to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) We want to start talking about when to fire a client. So I think this topic is one of the reasons that Nicole and I are such good friends because how many times have I called you? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's something to talk about amongst friends and then... It's something to talk about amongst of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people because I feel like everybody (laughs) can relate to this in some facet. Like if you're an owner or you're a rep at a station, you know, whatever that station may be in any traditional media. And it's like, you know, then there's just two different scenarios here. It's like as an owner, there's one scenario to fire in a client and then going to your manager and saying, I cannot deal with this client anymore. They're rude. They're disrespectful. Like you almost don't have the authority to do that. So I just feel like there's two different scenarios. I, um, but we've all been at that point where it, me personally, and I know Victoria has been there as well, where it's like, okay, the money's so good. Like, I don't want to lose the money, but like this guy or girl is just an asshole. Like where, when, where does like my insanity, outweigh the money like when is like me not losing sleep over him calling me or her calling me over the money I feel like it's always the money like we're always like staying in it for the money and that, and that's what's sad about it and which is frustrating all at the same time <laughs> <laughs> I like lost my train of thought um no and that's so true like you're especially being a woman in marketing right like we're we're dealing with a lot of men. And no, Nicole and I are not like light your bras on fire. Like that's not the kind of people that we are. No. <laughs> I like my bras. Thank you. Yes. So being a woman in marketing, we're, we're dealing with a lot of people. Men. Who, men, especially in the industries that we deal with. Older men. Older men um, who, you know, grew up in a different era, maybe. Like there was one time – in particular, I think this is one of the first things I called you about was the older guy that I was working with at the wedding venue. Mm-hmm. Holy Jesus. He, first of all, was like 105 and was like way too old to be working in the first place. <laughs> but he also um, was very belligerent to not just me, but to everybody. And he hired me as a contractor. So I wasn't, or I'm sorry, not a contractor. He hired my business for the services, which like, you know, I own my own company. If I need to walk away, I can walk away. But on the other side, he was a it was a very well-known business in the the Maryland, Baltimore area. And so it was a really good portfolio builder. And I, I remember like calling Nicole, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do about this? Like I can't deal with his dumb ass anymore. And the problem was like, you know, like I do feel bad. He we're pretty sure he was like senile because you would tell him one thing and then he would forget. And you would totally forget and and you're repeating yourself 15 times and it's like weighing the, okay, could I be making more money or could I be doing something else more productive if I wasn't wasting my time 
driving to Glen Burnie, you know, every day and whatever. And so like that's kind of what sparked this topic because I feel like as a whole, just women in business in general, like I feel like we deal with this all the time because we as women are are we want to please people. And I feel like firing a client is almost like failing. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? It that's how you feel. That's how we feel. And it and that's how we should not feel. You know, first of all, failures feedback. And also too, we have the choice, no matter what position you are in in owning your business or whatever position you are in an advertising or marketing role, when you're feeling like you're not being heard, especially when you're educated, you know what you're doing. If you're in a position and you're working somewhere or you're on your own, then you know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel about it. And if you don't, you'll be easily weeded out. You'll be Somebody will be pushing you out of this industry very quickly if you don't know what you're doing. It, everybody in this industry knows everybody to some extent. Um, and there's nothing more deterring and um, I can't even find the words than when we get hired and then men or people in power make us feel belittled or they were stupid. So I'll give you my story. My first client ever referred to me from my manager um, at the TV station that I worked for. Um, I had literally left the I left the TV station, went and partnered with an ad agency down in Virginia. I was a partner with a male. Um, that's a whole nother topic. We'll get on to episode 43 about that one, working with partnering with people. Um, however, we bumped heads. It was not a good fit. I left there when I was seven months pregnant and decided that I was going to start my own business. Thank God for the support of my husband. He was he was great about it, but also he was changing his career. So um, I had to go six months. You know, we we had to use our savings and everything. It was a risk we took. And it was at the six month where he got his job and I was referred this flooring company, a big flooring company here in Baltimore. I had, I say I had absolutely no business getting them. I used to say that, but I absolutely had every right to get them because I knew what I was doing. It was, I was lacking confidence. They hired me for a reason. They were paying me really good money. And it was like just enough to make up for whatever I needed to fulfill like my bills and everything at that time. Okay. So there's a risk to everything. Everything wasn't all roses. I didn't just start this business like because I had all this money and all this, everything saved up. Like I took risks. So I get this business. It's like five men who all have leadership roles. And I was so excited to get it until I started going to the meetings and I'm there and I'm telling them, advising them on how to spend their media dollars, where we should be putting them, how not only the media, but marketing, like why do we have all these showrooms? I don't understand. We should really take this initiative of this shop at home tactic and just, you know, focus on the trucks and do this whole process. And it was like I was sec a secretary. I was sitting in this conference room. They literally like went up, made me take a Sharpie, write all these things down, and then wanted me to go and then type them out after we sat in a boardroom for six hours. And I'm not even kidding, six hours. I felt so belittled. And at the end of it, he handed me these papers and I said to him, like, I just want to know, why did you ask me to work for you? Like if I don't have a voice, if I'm not here to actually help you grow your business, sustainable business, drive traffic, the things that is which 
what I do. Why am I here? So it was like that moment that I held on to that client though, right? I held on to that client for a year because I needed the money. I needed the money. I needed the money. And then fast forward, I got this roofing guy. He was a complete asshole. He called me at 7 a.m. in the morning. He pretty much told me that um, he was on the spectrum, had no medical certification or diagnosis that he was on the spectrum. He would bring my children into the conversation. He literally drove me nuts. And this was during the pandemic. And I was just holding on to the money, holding on to the money to the point that my husband's like, yeah, I just, I don't, I, I, you know, can't you just kind of deal with him? And this is my husband, my husband's like my support system, the person who has my back. And I could not even believe it. I was like, no, I'm losing sleep over this asshole. Like he's driving me nuts. He's calling me at 7am. Like this is in, he talked and he was talking to me like crap. He would call me randomly. I could never get him on the calendar, could never schedule time with him. He would talk at me, not talk with me. And I eventually just, he called me one day and just started yelling at me and I go, I'm done. He's like, what? What do you mean? What do you mean you're done? What what does that mean? You, you, this is at the peak of my season. I said, I'm done. I'm done. I don't care. Don't even pay me. Don't even pay me the month. Don't even pay. But you know what happened? You know what happened? Everybody, you listen out there, a bigger client, times three came in times three and made up for that money times three. Okay. So that's what you need to listen to your gut, your intuition. Don't deal with assholes, whether they're men or women, because we don't want to be like men haters. You know, you can, when you know in your goal, in your gut, in your soul that you should not be belittled, put to the side, taken advantage of, it's not worth the money because I promise you, as soon as you trim that fat, something better will come along and make up for whatever you lost, whether that's the financial part of it, the client, the, ca- the category that you need to have it on your portfolio, something better will come, right? Oh, I agree 110%. Like it sucks at the time, but it's going to work out in the end. Like I'm a firm believer and if you do the right things the right things will happen for you. Absolutely. Right. You're hustling, you're talking to the right people, you're networking, you're you're also providing a good service because if you provide a shit service, you're fucked yeah. anyway and we can't help you. But I I do have a question though. So about that that story with the roofer guy, because I have heard this before, but I don't think I've ever asked you. Did you have a contract with him? I did have a contract. And I'll tell you, and Victoria might not agree with me, but contracts are what they are. You should have them. You should have contracts with everything because if things really do go south, which they did with when I was a partner at an advertising agency, if I didn't have that contract to go to court with, um, I would have not gotten anything from it. But I'll tell you, they really, they don't always hold up, especially in our industry, advertising and marketing, the non-competes, um, you know, the 30 day out, because if people don't want to work with you, they don't want to work with you. And the chances of you, no matter how big your agency or marketing firm is, you're, it's unlikely that you're going to go get a lawyer and pay to fight for that $3,000, $6,000, unless they screwed you, unless you're getting into like the 50,000 or more, it's not, it's just not going to be, have contracts. You always have to have that safety net, but your word in this industry goes a lot further. I let my clients give me 30 days out. Um, I have not been fired yet. Fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, like it's, it, it, yeah. I didn't, 
that was an insanity plea. I would have went to the hospital and said that I need a note from my doctor because I couldn't <laughs> mentally deal with his ass anymore. It was it was so bad. It really was. And and it's so hard to because when you're starting out, you know, not only as a woman, but like starting your own business, we have so much other back end weight that people don't take into consideration. I'm not going to go down like the kid train and all that, but like we do. And so you just take whatever you can get at that time. I don't care if you're making 500 bucks, you're making a thousand, 3000, you take whatever you can at that point. Cause you're trying to prove yourself. You're trying to b- build a portfolio and it is hard to fire people, but I'm telling you, we're all going to do it and you should be professional about it. But there are going to be situations where you're put in a corner and you just have to you just have to pull the trigger. You just have to be like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I have integrity. I need to work with people that make sense for me, that keep me happy. Because there are so many good clients out there. There are so many good clients. There's so many good people to work with. There's so many people that you can you can help literally grow, do what you the whole point of this is to help somebody grow their business. It feels good. It makes you rest your head easily on a pillow every night, but also to make money and like honest, hard working money. And people like that will take advantage of you. There's so many people out there. I mean, don't you agree? Yeah, I do. And the reason I asked about the contracts is, and I agree with you though, I am a huge contract person, yeah. Yeah. a huge, like, yeah. so when I started my company, you know, I, like I said before, I've got like 15 years of sales and marketing experience. I, I've, this, being in the sales role, I had to get contracts signed. And at first, I didn't quite understand, like, what was the point? Because you hear contracts and you associate it with, like, cable companies. And yeah. so you're automatically like, no, I don't want a contract. But I can tell you that you are respected so much more yeah. when you have a contract. So yeah. when I started the company and doing what Nicole and I do, I mean, is relatively low overhead, right? We're yes. not buying offices. We don't have warehouses, like all that kind of stuff. But I made sure that one of the things that I did was get a contract made. The very first thing I did was talk to an attorney and get a very decently well-written, not decently, it's well-written contract that's easy for me to manipulate with clients. And because of experiences I've had with clients, like I've had to change the verbiage in the contract to make sure like people understand what they're getting into. And you know what's crazy is like, so I used to have another podcast a couple of years ago. Um, and it was on security. I worked for a security industry doing like business development and sales and some marketing. And one of the things that we talked about was making sure you're updating your contracts because they're living documents and they change just like the world changes. But people see them so negatively, mm-hmm. but they're not. Yeah. It's literally a business decision that you and your customer make on how you are going to do business together. Like full disclosure, Nicole and I have an agreement on how to do this podcast. Like we, it's not something that needs to be seen negatively. It's supposed to be something that's fair for both of you. You have to protect yourself. You do. You have to protect yourself and you have to also protect your client Mm -hmm. as well. And so going back to like the whole firing a client thing, I think that if you have an agreement, a well-written agreement, and it comes to that point where you need to fire them. There should be something written in there about like you or your client have a 30 day out. That's how mine is. That's how mine is as well. That's how mine is as well. Yeah. It's Victoria makes a good point. It's, you know, integrity means a lot to both of us. You'll probably hear me use this word about a thousand and fifty times, but when you go into any type of relationship, because my relationships with my clients are usually yearly. You know, unless I'm consulting for like on a quarterly basis or a monthly basis, like even then, you know, there's an understanding. There's a respect. It makes you look more credible. It makes your business look like it's credible. 
Um, and they they go and they and they most most legit businesses who've been around for a long time understand it. They're never going to renege. They're never going to be like, why are we doing this? I don't understand. The ones who go, why? Nope. Or don't want to sign it. You shouldn't work with. That means they're low hanging fruit. They don't have the money. The chances of them walking away and not paying you are likely. So, you know, when it all comes down to it, to kind of backpedal, the contracts help you to put you in a position that if you're not happy with the business relationship, you can fire them. Clients can be crazy. And just remember that we we know our business best. They know their business best. I never go into my plumber trying to tell him how he should run his business, but I know how I should run mine and he knows how he should run his. And that's where the relationship should meet in the middle and can work in sync. And you both can be successful on both ends. But I tell you, we've had some horror stories where like clients have just been an absolute nightmare. And I think we know though, right? I feel like there's red flags at the beginning, but we're like, you know what? It's good money or let's give them a chance. And then we innately like bite the bullet and then we're stuck in the mud and then we're just trying to get to the top to catch breath. And then we're like, why are we dealing with them? Right? Yeah. Agree. A hundred percent. One of the things that I can tell you that I've learned when it comes to firing a client, if you have a team member and they're the ones doing the work. So the way that that we run Redball, which is my digital marketing firm. Um, I do some of the digital marketing. I'm the one that does most of the sales and I do the marketing consulting and sales training, but I have a team that does the actual social media marketing and we've got a whole process and all the things. If that client is treating your employees like shit or treating like your team, anyone on your team, and it's causing them stress, then you've got a bigger problem. And I think you know, Nicole and I have like a, a common business coach, actually. What up, Brie? <laughs> Achieving coach. Yes. We'll link her website <laughs> to our social. Um, but one of the things that she said to me, which I just I thought was crazy because I, I try and live by this anyway, but you need to love your employees the most and then love your clients second mm-hmm. because it's especially now it's so hard to find people. So if you're listening and you have employees like and you're kind of dealing with this, I think one of the main things you need to think of is, is it worth losing the money at some point? Because inevitably, inevitably you're going to lose them yeah. if it's a shitty client. Yeah. But is it worth losing your employee over? No. It's not. It's definitely not. If it's a good, solid employee, you've invested your time in them. Mm-hmm. And you enjoy working with them, it's time for you to step in. Yeah. And how good does it feel when you fire their asses, that client? I mean, think about it. Like, God, when I like fired this client, I felt like a breath of fresh air. Like I woke up the next day, like I was like ready to go after all his competitors. Like I was like, I'm done. Like this is ridiculous. Like it feels so good. And that just goes to show you that it wasn't the right fit. Like our business should be fun. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be, it's not that it's supposed to be so stressful and so strenuous, but you know what? It should be fun. Like really, like our business, the reason I think we're in it is because it is kind of easy. It is kind of fun. It's a no brainer. And like you need it to grow your business. So let go of that asshole client. Be, you know, be respectful but walk away from it. The money does not matter because I promise you, if you let that weight go, that baggage, something's going to come it's full circle, full force for you. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it really will. 
I really hope there's someone that's listening that actually like needed to hear this yeah, today. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think our main our main takeaway is it's okay mm-hmm. and it's not a failure because I know that's what I struggle with. No, I can fix it. No, I can fix it. I can do this. And like as as a I mean, I think it's just who I am as a person. I just want to fix the problems mm-hmm. and sometimes you just can't. Sometimes you just got to let it go and 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 that's okay problem you can't fix the person preach all right guys well i think that's all for us today don't go and fire all of your clients we don't want any nasty emails (laughs) but make sure you subscribe and rate you don't want to miss our next episodes we've got some good content coming for you and until next time stay mad about marketing